0: Support Wrestle
1: Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight
2: of undeniably sexy, hailing from London,
1: the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. i i Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador, Laurie Blake. Hello. How's your week been, man? It's been alright, it's been
2: very busy. I've been on a, I've been a whole week of wrestle talk this week. It's been lovely having yeah. you here every Just day. here I am, it's grum- been- sitting in the corner, grumpy, <laughs> tapping away. <laughs> it's been right annoying Datsun. It's
1: been lovely <laughs> yeah. having you around. Winding him up, <laughs> <laughs> giving him the good old fashioned hazing. Yeah, no, it's been very nice having you uh, in the office all week because we've been busy getting prepped for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff that we have uh, Mm. pre-recorded. Santa's bringing you
2: content this year, boys and girls. absolutely. Whether you've been on
1: the naughty list or the nice list because we need the (laughs) flipping views. You are getting content (laughs) out the wazoo over the Christmas period. Two videos a day, including Christmas Day. Mm. Um, We're going to be recording our Christmas special next week. I think there's a second video that goes up on christmas i might have just made that up you're definitely getting a video on christmas so make your granddad watch (laughs) yeah sit down because it'll be the three of us drinking opening up presents um so as we said on yesterday's episode if you do want to send us any christmas presents uh, get in touch luke at wrestletalk.com and i'll let you know the postage address to send stuff across do not spend money unless apart from the postage obviously because i think you have to spend money on that Mm. but if you've just got tat around the house you want to get rid of then that, that's what we're after. Mm-hmm. Stuff you can fit inside a very cheap Jiffy envelope. Envelope? Envelope. Envelope. It's a new way of saying envelope. it. Envelope. Um, i got a quick email here for, it's a mailbag question, which we don't tend to do on the podcast, but it is specifically for the NXT review, so I thought oh. I would ask you about it. Um oh no it's it's board game related i'm gonna save it for the outro tease i'm gonna tease that for the outro instead you male tease (laughs) so instead we're going to read this rusev hey in from matt martin rather martin harmon hello luke ollie and laurie i emailed you before about uh one icw rusev hey where i got clotheslined by drew mcintyre and i've got another one from icw for you now um Whoa, this is lovely. Even though I live near Reading in Berkshire, mate, that's where I used to live. That's Whoa. literally where, A, I was born, and B, where I grew up. Just, oh, I'm just going to tell you now,
2: Luke, you have just fallen for a your local sports team. Have I? <laughs> yeah, just... He's, oh, because he's, he's just said, mentioned
1: where you are, where you're from, and you're like, <laughs> Yeah! I'm marking out, man! I am very excited, because <laughs> it's, very, it's not very often you hear people from the, from my neck of the woods. Uh, I was a, um, a 16 bus route... Uh, kid, yeah. so let me know which uh, bus route you get. Mm. Uh, even though, <laughs> well, this happened at the, um, the I know, the I know,
2: <laughs> I know. That's what I remembered.
1: <laughs> Luke Owen loves a chat about bus routes. Oh man, if I can have really niche conversation about Reading bus routes, then mm. I'm a, I'm a happy man. Even though, like, I've not lived there now for like nearly five years, so it's probably massively changed. <laughs> and I, I just have no idea that it's changed. But anyway. Even though I live near Reading, I live uh, near Reading in Berkshire. My wife and I decided to make this 770-mile round trip to Glasgow for fear and loathing. Uh, Eleven, rather. Uh, it was a great show with an amazing atmosphere filled with merry wrestling fans. I can tell you know it was a damn sight cheaper to get around in compared to Progress, Wembley. Best match of the night by far was Queen of Insanity match between Kaylee Ray and Viper. And I've seen some gifs of that. Mm. Uh, that did look like a heck of a lot of fun. Mm, it looks minging. <laughs> anyway, after the show, we went to a bar which served ICW cocktails, the menu for which I have attached, and was fond of the Jack Jester gut fester and the Joe Hendry local hero. While I was there, we met Wrestle Talk general manager, pantomime legend, and sometime professional wrestler, Grado. He was lovely, and as the BBC ICW documentaries got me and my wife into ICW and independent wrestling, it was a real joy to meet him. He really appreciated the distance we travelled and was amazing to chat to i celebrated by having a grado bomb which was disgusting anyway <laughs> thanks guys have a merry christmas from martin and he's attached because it's pixel didn't happen he's attached a photo there that is martin oh it's grado with grado and i'm going to assume your wife martin uh, some confirmation of that would be excellent oh we've met martin before i was gonna say we have met martin before haven't we what's he the chap i was chatting to about the 16 bus routes last time Possib- at the Rev Pro show Possibly I think it is Well there you go Oh, I, I apologise if I have forgotten But it was It, it didn't, didn't seem p- unlikely That there would be two people From where you're from Yeah I also had quite a lot To drink that night And I was <laughs> I was Rambling On and on I could, I could just tell He was looking at me going like I've got to get a long mm. I've got a long train ride Yeah he's got to go get A
2: 16 bus
1: home <laughs> Stop talking to me You <laughs> Egypt And I'm like, they're kind of like No let's talk more About my hometown <laughs> um, He's also sent across The ICW cocktail Menu. So he said that he really liked the Jack Jester Gut Fester, which was Jack Daniels. Oh, amaretto and cola. Yes, please. Ooh. Thirsty like the wolf. Uh, obviously, for Wolfgang. A jug of Smirnoff ice, vodka, southern comfort, and orange juice. So, yeah, orange uh, vodka, basically. Coffee break. Coffee patron tequila topped with Bailey's. Uh, now, I'm not a big tequila guy, but I do like a Bailey's. Mm, a
2: Bailey's is nice.
1: Uh, what else we got? Dallas Golf Club. Club libra havana seven uh havana seven cola and fresh lime what was the grado bomb so it was a shot of uh Goldsch- goldschlager. goldschlager and jaeger. jaeger in a glass of bucky oh uh what else was in got? buckfast maybe that's disgusting joe Hendry. that is horrible that's horrible joe henry's local hero is uh, malibu peach schnapps um uh Grundy. And you say grenadine? Grenadine and pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. And a BT gunshot wound is a shot of Goldschlager, Sambuca, Absinthe and Tabasco. Also gross. <whistles> Diggy Divers, Turbo
2: Shandy, a pint of Smirnoff Ice and Carling. A pint! A pint of Smirnoff Ice. Kenny is the Ooh. bollocks. Tequila, con, uh, Quantro. Quantro, Cranberry and pineapple juice.
1: God, which one would I have?
2: And then the Kirkwood. A kind of, of Pepsi, nice.
1: <laughs> I'd have that because <laughs> I'm not a big spirits guy. I'm very. I mean, I like. There's no gin-based ones there, so immediately I'm not. Mm. I'm not warming to any of them because that is my. That's my spirit of I choice. I think the Jack
2: Jester's probably pretty nice. Yeah, I do like amaretto. Uh, I think the Dallas Golf Cluba Libre is probably pretty decent too. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. I think the ones with the least ingredients. <laughs> I think because the problem is they've done a. They've done a thing where where they get to the end and they go this and this and this and. Oh, (laughs) Buckfast.
1: This, 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 and that. Yeah, they're just picking a random. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Tabasco. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, I think I'd also have added Joe Hendry local here. Anyway, thank you very much for your email, Martin. Always is appreciated. Uh, Let's crack on with the show. Uh, We've got some Get Betters to read out as well. Um, So let's get into the show itself. We're going to be talking about a NXT... Re-debut I suppose you could say Although it's a one-off thing uh, WWE's Tyler Breeze WWE's Raw's Tyler Breeze Has returned to NXT for one night only And we're going to talk about it Here's the show <laughs> Last night on NXT uh, Ricochet he last week had said He was issuing an open challenge to mm-hmm. anyone uh, To uh, challenge him for the North American Championship And would you Adam and Bloody believe it It's only Tyler Breeze It's only Prince Pretty himself Coming out And this is not this is not Breezango Tyler Breeze either. This was not Raw or Smackdown Tyler Breeze. This was proper NXT Prince Pretty Tyler Breeze with the entrance and everything with the original music, the mm-hmm. whole presentation and it was bloody tremendous. It was good fun. Bloody tremendous Ian back greeted an absolute hero's welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Chance. As well, absolutely. Well, well I, I think that the people who were there to to, <coughs> to watch this, obviously, this had uh, got leaked out for because it's a taped show. But like the people who were there in the building, most likely had no idea. Like in a million years, wouldn't have thought this was going to be Tyler Breeze. No, absolutely not. I would have assumed it was. Adam Cole
2: or someone of that ilk or you know yeah. EC3 already had a match on the show but someone like that or you know maybe maybe Dajakovic maybe that would have been his debut yeah. we found out later obviously that it was
1: or not a, to be or a Keith Lee or like someone from yeah, the, the exactly, NXT yeah. UK brand but no it was Tyler Breeze and I thought that was actually a really nice surprise and Triple H has said in interviews um, recently that he thinks it's a good idea for um, for WWE main roster guys and girls to go back down to NXT not because mm. they need to be like Retrained or relearned things or anything like that, just because it's an opportunity for them to showcase what they can do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, stretch out your wrestling muscles. Well, I think yeah,
2: it's there's there's multiple reasons why it's a good thing, right? You know, you've got someone who has already graduated NXT going down. There's things surely that they can teach the the next crop of talent, not just about wrestling. But also about like the actual WWE system. Once you move up into the main roster, it's it's time to start telling people like, yeah, when you get there, it's going to be like this. You're going to do this. This is going to be your life. Also probably don't expect to be the champion yeah it's probably not worth it uh, but, but then when they but then when they go down also yeah they get to you know tyler breeze here did more than tyler breeze has done
1: oh in years for, for months like absolutely the, the
2: most the, mo- the most interesting thing i can remember thinking about tyler breeze on the main roster is the master of disguise thing
1: yes when he was doing it with breeze Ango, and they were doing really funny yeah they were yeah, doing the their the fashion, fashion files file yeah.
2: and all that stuff was great but that wasn't the stuff that he's actually very good at. No,
1: which, which is, is the wrestling.
2: wrestling. Yeah, exactly. And it turns out he can prove it again. But it's also a lovely time. It's, it must also be very nice for them to sort of... You know, there aren't many places in WWE where you get to go back and have a hero's welcome within your own company. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like, you get the hometown welcome when you go when you go somewhere even remotely near where you're from. Yep. <laughs> I'm in the UK! That's close <laughs> enough. That's close enough. Um But, yeah, like it must be nice for him to go back and be like well i've had to do this thing for ages and we've been you know Brizanga have been nowhere near anything important for a very long time nope. and fandango's obviously been injured so they've been off telly it's a lovely opportunity to use someone who has been devastatingly underused oh, on the yeah. main roster
1: and, like, Tyler Breeze was always like the classic example I've, I've used this in several videos before but it was when Triple H did an interview specifically referring to Tyler Breeze saying that you know we wouldn't bring anyone up to the main roster unless we had six months of storylines already mm. mapped out for them which is clearly a load of balderdash that's, that's <laughs> absolutely not true whatsoever 2018 yeah, but is six months, work, of six
2: months worth of WWE storylines is just you're facing Baron Corbin every week <laughs>
1: yeah off, and you, then, off you trot, Finn. Off you trot. Now go and tag team. <laughs> um, and and like Tyler came up, good bit of fanfare. Got into a few mm. with Dolph Ziggler, and I think like instantly from the outset, they kind of like they didn't really know what to do with Tyler Breeze because they pa- they paired him with Summer Rae. Mm. Like they looked at Tyler Breeze and was like, mm, "You're not okay on your own. What you need is someone to come out with you." Summer Ray, Summer Breeze. Uh, oh, look, it writes itself. Doesn't make me feel fine. Absolutely not. And I I really think that 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 hurts him a lot up mm. on the main roster and then you know he was like in sort of the icy title picture but then that was like it and then he just fell off the face of the earth and just became a job but started this tag team with Fandango Breezango mm. which had like a really good run last year you know, with the, during that fashion. Phase. Yes. Yeah. When when the fashion files were on TV each and every week, and people were really enjoying it. That was one of the th- they they lucked out into that. Oh I didn't yeah. Know.
2: They they were given one thing one week and they nailed it, and then yes. they, WWE was like, "That's brilliant, more of that." Fortunately, we also have to have you have wrestling matches, which but we don't want you to do.
1: To be honest, like that's not the worst thing. Like if, you, if, not, if you're no. given an opportunity and you grab the ball and you run with it, that's a good thing. And they had got into a really fun feud with the Usos because it was a mm-hmm. real like you know there was a real difference there. You had the real mm. super serious when they were heels, like super yeah. serious. Where it's like street gangster day one is. yeah day one is, is stuff day, day one is h day one is h and and you got the comedy side of brie and they had some really fun matches together mm. but then after that it was like yeah we're bored of this now just do fashion files and then yeah we're bored of that as well we'll just put those on www.com Up, oh, fandango's injured well they
2: took them to raw didn't
1: they they yes. were like we want fashion files take that do it for two weeks Ah, yeah, we're bored of this now. So it's a real shame, but I've always been a big fan of Tyler Breeze and I've always been a bit of an advocate for him up on the mm. main roster, being like he is someone you can easily utilize into that. He's not a main eventer like you know, he was done in NXT because everyone's about the same height, but up yeah. on the main roster when you've <laughs> got Brawny the Strowman and you've got ginormous people like that, Baron Corbin when he's mm. like twelve foot or whatever he is. You, can't, you have to sort of slot them into this mid card scene mm. or this upper mid card scene. And there's nothing wrong with being in that level. No, absolutely not. I and mean, I think Tyler is perfectly suited.
2: For that level, he's got a fun. Like he's got a good look. He's got a fun. I like the Prince Pretty gimmick. I, I love like, it. It yeah. all it all works. It's like it's something different, and that's one thing we need. We don't need another. You know, we don't need Lars Sullivan on the main roster to do exactly what Braun Strowman has oh, been doing. Oh no,
1: no, Lars is doing very different things. Lars is lurking. Yes. Braun Strowman is like dominating and being a monster. Lars is lurking. Mm. He's he's basically Snitsky, <laughs> 2.0. Snitsky and Heidenreich <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm excited He's yeah, going to intimidate Michael Cole into reading poetry Or whatever that scene was But anyway, so Tyler Breeze returned down to NXT uh, For this one-off uh, appearance To answer the Ricochet's Open Challenge And they had a very, very fun TV match So, so bloody nice mm. To see Tyler Breeze wrestle again Wrestling, a, you know, not a long match No But it was a good amount of time and they got a lot of good stuff in there. But
2: it's is that sort of thing you can do with Ricochet as well? So you can just put him in matches with people where he gets to do fun stuff and they get to do fun stuff. Yeah. And that person can be from NXT, from NXT UK, they could have come down from the main roster. We could bring Cesaro back for a week or whatever. Oh, you know, like yeah. or, you know, and God forbid if he ever makes it back to the company. Neville. You know, like <laughs> yeah. but that's sort of like something that some people of that ilk, like who've all gone on to do you know, have troubles on the main roster. Maybe Cesaro was a bad example. Maybe a year ago, Cesaro would have been a better example. But, like, there are plenty of people who've gone up... Ty Dillinger would be a perfect example of someone who could come back down to
1: NXT, do a little match, get a little bit of hype because people actually care about him there. Oh, absolutely. Like, once he's come back from his hand injury, Mm. like, rather than just, you know, dump him back on SmackDown to lose to... Randy Orton, mm. let's say, just like having to go down to NXT for a couple of weeks, do a couple of matches down there, and you might just like shake off the ring rust, get in front of a crowd that really, really got behind mm. you, and just sort of like reignite that passion again. So then you can go back to SmackDown and lose yeah, to Randy Orton. But that's the
2: cool thing about NXT. The cool thing is that it takes place in the same place every single yeah. time it's filmed. Yep. So when people do come back. It's the same dudes in the audience. It's yeah. the same, you know, it's the same guys and girls watching it all the time anyway. So they're like genuinely like, "Oh my god, I used to see you all the time."
1: Like, yeah, exactly. It's like the Impact Zone back in the the 2006-2007 mm. seven era of TNA. Actually, even upwards to later on than that, but like really in those sort of like embryonic days of TNA when they're in the Impact Zone from like 05 onwards. Mm. That was like it was the same group of people who were always going to those shows so you could you could feel the crowd getting into certain people like Lance Hoyt all of a sudden one week was massively over mm. because Hoytomania was running wild with like six people in the front row but like because they all had Hoytomania t-shirts and had signs for Hoytomania, and they were going Hoyt 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 all of a sudden like it felt like this really big thing yeah, this, yeah like, he feels like a big deal now mm. and he got a push off the back of that yeah it's one of the, the great things about the the NXT crowd. So well done, all of you that go there. Hi, Karen.
2: I've just got to hope that yeah, Vince sees this tape. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, he won't no. because yeah, he's, he's never watched he's an episode of NXT, NXT.
1: Never watched an no- episode of NXT in his life. Nor I don't it, like the colours or NXT UK, which is hardly surprising. <laughs> hardly surprising. <laughs> I don't get the network at home. <laughs> his internet's not good enough. Yeah. It's, it's not fast an,
2: Yeah, it's not fast enough. Uh,
1: so this was a really, really fun match. Lots of back and forth action with uh, Ricochet doing like his his six one nines and his forearm flying stuff. Lots of exchanges towards the end, like some really good like like blocking kicks and stuff like that. Doing a double mm. crossbody for a double down, supermodel kick and a reverse rana, like. That was wicked, that bit. Yeah. That was the bit where they
2: flipped out of all the suplexes. They tried to suplex each other. They kept dropping out. Back suplex. Ricochet flips out. Back suplex. Breeze flips out. Ricochet does a flip off the ropes. Breeze turns around. Kicks him in the face.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like, supermodel kicks and, like, going for the beauty shot. And Ricochet catches him and hits the Michinoku driver for the win. But I thought this was really lovely, particularly when they were, like... So Ricochet makes his big old entrance Mm -hmm. with, like, the lights and whatnot. Then he gets into the ring. And the announcer... I don't know what her name is but she clearly knew that it was Tyler. Obviously mm. she knows it's Tyler because she has to make the announcements. Certainly. But she had the biggest smile on her face because mm. she knew what was coming yeah. so she was like oh this crowd's going to really enjoy this. Is this is going to be
2: really even Ricochet himself when Tyler yeah. came out was beaming. He was like
1: oh this is so nice. This like- is lovely. <laughs> hey. So yeah very very happy to see Tyler in this one-off appearance. I'd have I'd quite happily seen there more. Do more of this stuff. Just I,
2: I just think I like I like open challenges as oh, an idea. Yes. It's a good way to have the belts feature, you know, not every belt needs to be 6 months worth of build up to it actually being changed or whatever. Like yeah. it it can feel like it could change not every week, but like it, that's the point, isn't it? Like yeah, totally. you should, it should feel like it could anything could happen. That's kind of the magic
1: of wrestling. And you're a fighting champion; you want to defend yeah, that absolutely. belt and things like that. It's the same thing when Cena used to do the U.S. Open. Challenge. Yes, it was the best thing on. It was the best thing on WWE week in and week out because mm. it was just John Cena essentially going like, "I want to showcase some of the lads backstage."
2: Yeah, absolutely. Give
1: me twenty minutes of TV time, mm. and we're gonna have. I'm gonna cut a promo for five minutes, and then we're gonna have a fifteen minute match. A, everyone looks great in the end. And that's when you had like this NXT call-ups and surprises like Sami Zayn, who injured yep. himself in the process, and Kevin Owens made his main roster debut mm. through that Open Challenge. It was there just to facilitate that debut. Yeah, absolutely. And this is great stuff. And that's why I think it was such a crushing disappointment when Seth Rollins announced he was going to do an IC Open uh, Challenge. Dolph. And it was Dolph Ziggler, and it was like, well, wonderful! Uh, like I've yeah. seen this match a thousand times yeah.
2: this year already. I just yeah, someone could have got to the curtain quick. Oh, uh, you know, just like there was, he was to
1: a- gorilla. Come on, this week. Problem is, he was standing there accidentally with a record ready for yeah, ready yeah. Scratches, so to scratch it, so he could ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All uh-huh. right.
1: So it kicked off on NXT Announcing that EC3 is going to face Bubbles Fish And about that Ricochet Open Challenge And then we got That opening contest Of Bubbles Fish Versus the Top 1 percenter Of mm, EC3 mm-hmm. um, Adam Cole Cut a promo Before the match Kylo Riley, The unsung hero Of 2018 <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best Kylo
2: Riley Is the definition Of background action Like he <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, Action And
1: background action
2: Yep He's always oh,
1: doing something He's so
2: good but, <laughs>
1: This is <so laughs> Good, Kyle O'Reilly is. We've got a segment here that's got Bobby Fish in a match and Adam Cole cutting a promo, and EC3 is also in a match, and also we want to talk about is it, Kyle O'Reilly just yes. being, oh, he's just great.
2: He's just, got his, he's just in his own world, oh, he's just he's doing his own stuff the whole time. He's and it was,
1: brilliant. I genuinely, I, uh, I, I love this sometimes when, as a wrestling fan, mm. when I feel like I'm really marking out for something, and watching the Undisputed Era, all four of them do their big entrance, and get yeah. in the ring, and all four of them opposing, you've got, like, you've got, um, Roderick Strong, Doing like his sort of pose thing yep. You've got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish doing their We're in a fighting game on the character select screen yep. poses And Adam Cole doing the bay bay thing mm-hmm. And I was like this I love it yeah, This act so is good. tremendous it's So brilliant. Oh, it's so good We met someone uh, at a um, uh, The Fight Forever show on Friday mm. Who uh, was wearing A Undisputed Era t-shirt with the The full one with the S on it as well and wow. I was like, mate, that is a cool t-shirt. And he said, oh, I can do you one better than that. And he rolled up his sleeve on his cardigan that he was wearing, and he had it tattooed on his wrist. Whoa. That is how much into the Undisputed Era this chap was. How so much into it you should be. Well, I completely agree. I haven't got any space, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so into Friday the 13th, I got that tattooed yeah. on my arm. just, <laughs> this is what you do. Mm. Um, and also, another person we met up that evening, we've got to give a shout-out to, and I'm, gonna, I'm kicking myself because it's either Jack or Jake. I think it's Jake. Mm. I'm almost certain it is. But it could also be Jack. It's definitely... Choose the right one. Yeah, choose the right one. Jake or Jack. Thank Listen you when you hear. <laughs> Thank you very much for approaching us. You weren't as drunk as your mate claimed you were. Uh, I actually thought you were fine. Uh, and you were you were an absolute pleasure to to chat to um, because he says that he he was he told me that he doesn't watch any of the other Wrestle Rambles he only watches the NXT one which is why I've been saving that shout out for for this episode um, but what I would say mate is just download the podcast just save your data like, mm. don't don't stream this on your phone on your commute mate Take, it eats up so much data mm, download download it mate so much it, or rip it off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Not that
2: I'm condoning any of that.
1: Actually. Well, I mean, we, I suppose we still get a click from it. So, yeah, I mean, either yeah, way is fine. Leave it I'm,
2: running on YouTube at home. Yeah. <laughs> but down, yeah. There's many, you got options. you got options. you got options. So, anywho, anyway, <laughs> anyway anywho,
1: back to this match. Um, this was a, I thought it was a pretty little decent match mm. between uh, EC3 and Fish. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was all right. I thought
2: I was, uh, I thought it sort of did what it said on the tin. And it always kind of went the way I assumed it would be going. It it wasn't I didn't think it was a particular
1: showcase for either guy,
2: but it right. was fun and it had a good little ending.
1: And it really continues this story because E C three won again. Mm. with the same mechanic as well. Like he excuse me, that beer that uh, beer's come back so the <laughs> too same It's me- too smoky. It's too smoky. There's the same not you know, could be smokier. <laughs> <laughs> The same mechanic happened again of EC3, you know, O'Reilly and Strong get up onto the ring apron, knock them both down, mm-hmm. and then you get a surprise roll-up win, and then Undisputed Erie are like, "No, you beat us!" And you got to wonder, like, "Where's Where's this possibly leading to?" Yes, because I- he now got two victories over two members mm. of the Undisputed Era. He beat Adam Cole before uh, War Games, and now he's beat Bobble's Fish here.
2: Yeah, and then he was saved from the beatdown by heavy machinery. So- yes. I don't know. This feels—it just feels like to me. I feel like we're going through the setup a we're little bit. We're for setting war, war games, games again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so I'm a bit confused. However, yeah. I think I don't know. Potentially some sort of North American triple-thready kind of yeah. Maybe getting, is on the cards. Yeah, because
1: they were sort of setting up at the end of War Games that it's like ricochet, Pete Dunne, and Adam Cole. Like that is a story that is not unfinished mm. yet. So maybe we've got a triangle, and you're right. Maybe we're going to split this down to a square. And uh, EC3, EC3 is going to get involved in potentially that well.
2: his last match in NXT, I guess, if the if the rumors about him moving on to the main roster are true.
1: Absolutely, exactly. But yeah, I thought it was a it was a fine little match. Um, I, I just really like Bobby Fish. Yeah, he's, I, he is so great. good. He's got an amazing look. Mm. So I was all I could, like, I could focus on in this match is that he just looks really, really cool. Like I've always thought EC3 looks like pretty generic. Mm. Like if you went onto a character create screen, like he would be the default setting. Mm. But then like if he you looks went... like one of the Clay Fighters, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, he, like An excellent F- callback yeah, yeah. Bobby Fish is uh, Bobby Fish is He's got that Something about him Like he's He's so talkative as well Is what I like about him yeah. He's like Constantly jibing people Like The bit at the beginning Where he like Rolls straight out of the ring Like yeah. go b- Go DC3 into it And then he goes And fist bumps All the rest of the Undisputed era And gets back in I've Got this guy. Yeah <laughs> Gets back in Gets beat up for a bit They yeah. get on the apron He starts chop blocking He starts going like, Again He's going after people's knees Again is, like, yeah he's got a real like I love I love the fact he's sort of worked that viciousness in there and it's kind of gone unsaid that he's not like it's you know no one said outright Bobby fish he's after your knees no because He's quite cross about his one, exactly. But like, I like the fact that that's kind of what he's been low key doing the whole time.
1: Subtle storytelling, and then afterwards, EC3 gets the win. The Undisputed Era all get in and start like beating him down and everything. And then yeah, here comes heavy machinery mm. coming down to so make the save. Yeah, absolutely. No like, t-shirts this, though. No, this was like this was uh, this wasn't workout or match ready. Mm. Uh, this this was we just want some steaks now.
2: I think they've been eating steak. Yeah. Oh, been, probably. Been, yeah. Ducky, ducky. They're about. or they're or they're on their way out. That's why they have the <laughs> jeans on <They're laughs> yeah. Jeans and then smart shoes. And they're about to go oh absolutely
1: it looks like this is my going out gear mm. absolutely no t-shirt or anything ducky. ducky come on ducky and i love this as well because they everyone sort of bails to the outside but Kyle Riley is the last one and he's sort of crawling oh. and he's like i'm about to get the safety and then heavy machinery grab him and the look on his face was like oh no <laughs> yeah and he goes up the ropes <laughs> grabs the ropes and you've got nigel on the somebody save him <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a lot of fun it and then the ec3 hits the one percenter is it called yes the one percenter but then starts going, hoo. Yeah, moose moose, 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 moose. But yeah, and then it's the caterpillar for the big elbow drop.
1: Yes. Oh, oh, oh tucky if Otis does eventually I said it last week if he is not WWE Champion this company has enough. included I don't know what they'd do absolutely not uh, backstage we see Dakota Kai and Io Shirai being interviewed by the press da in a Kai- Swiss village <laughs> <laughs> in the Swiss town square absolutely Dakota Kai is wearing a t-shirt that says Kingslayer on it after mm-hmm. following on from their League of Legends win I don't really know what a League of Legends is but um it's a MOBA okay um he was an artist in the
2: 90s I believe <laughs> okay
1: Anyway, so there's born from that but she killed um Seth Rollins a lot, I guess. But she's wearing this uh, this Kingslayer t-shirt, but it's in the Slayer font. Mm. So which means I'm just I'm more in love with Dakota Kai this week than I was last week. She's just the best.
2: I've got no follow on. No nope, anyway, she That's I a- the uh, cul de t- of your own emotions.
1: <laughs> I just love her, basically. <laughs> uh, and there are, <laughs> but the press want to ask about Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. Clearly not noticing how awesome her t-shirt is, because if I was a member of that press, would be like, "Can you tell me more about mm. this t-shirt? Talk about wear? what you're wearing. Talk more about this Slayer t-shirt. What's your favourite Slayer album?" <laughs> okay. Um, and then they challenged um, Duke and Shafir to a match next week, mm-hmm. which uh, it's later announced that that is going to happen. We're going to get the in-ring debut of Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir of uh, the Horsewoman Fame against. A Kodakai and e. Shira- Eo Shirai Eop Shirai Eop Shirai and I'm really really looking forward to this because based on like house show reports from mm. NXT where Shafir and Duke have had like many matches at this point and they've, they've had quite a lot of in ring work that the reports are that of the four of them Jessamine Duke's going to be the standout. Mm. And she is like... Uh, the prodigy. The prodigy. She's like, from all early reports, she's the best of all four of them. Wow. And you consider that how good Shayna Baszler is this, and how good Ronda Rousey has been mm. this year. She has had... Um, we talked about this in the office, but she's yet to have a bad match. No. In, I mean, granted, they're rehearsed within an inch of their life, but I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. No. But they, she, they matches are rehearsed, but she's so good at doing them. Like, she has had a 100% success rate on mm. the main roster. And then Jessamyn Duke is apparently the best one. Yeah, I. What is she? Kurt Angle? Like, is she
2: gonna <laughs> yeah, <just> she's, be, <laughs> she's gonna do. She's gonna do something crazy.
1: Yeah, she's just gonna be absolutely incredible. And speaking of incredible, holy heckins, did I enjoy this? Danny Burch and Only Larkin versus the this Mighty. Wicked. Following on from a couple of weeks ago, where they had that house show match and the, the Mighty beat them down afterwards. Mm-hmm. This match went about five minutes. And I think they did about twenty minutes worth of stuff in there, and mm. that twenty minutes was only Orkin throwing uppercuts. Within a minute, he'd done a tope. <laughs> <laughs> he just—the first thing he did was just go, "I'm just going to launch myself outside." Yeah, they were basically like, "We've got five minutes, lads, right. so we need mm. to." As soon as the bell rings, let's start. And it did. It was just yeah. this—was this wild brawl early on. And I, I bloody love Lonely Orkin. I think mm. he's awesome. Lonely Orkin. Yeah, Lonely. The
2: lo- I love the Lonely Orca. Lonely Orca. It's a children's book.
1: He's so so good. His uppercuts are in-
2: amazing. I love that sequence. Uh, I think it was with Miller, not Thorn. It was uh, he was doing. They were doing trading uppercuts, but they were catching each other as they were running to the ropes to yes. get speed up. And they kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And then Miller jumps up to do a hurricanrana. Yeah. And he just power bombs <laughs> him, and then just immediately flips him over into a single leg oh crab, and then God, ge- gets awesome. caught by the other guy.
1: Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Like I was thinking while I was watching this, I would love to see. A only Orkin Cesaro match. Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. <laughs> yeah, well, granted. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, so I'm like, here, all my notes are just like, God damn it, mm. uh, Loni Orkin's amazing. He's so so good. Loni Orkin, bloody love him. He's he's really really great. And then all you of a sudden, spelling su- it wrong in all your notes. <laughs> all my- <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Danny Birch get tags in, and I'm like, oh God, Birch is awesome. Danny <laughs> Birch is awesome. I'd love to see Isn't him in a match with Cesaro. <laughs> he's just brilliant. Give all of these men are mattresses. Oh man, I had so much fun with this match, and we're talking all about Only Larkin and, and Danny Burcher, but the Mighty were really great in this they as well. Were great, they yeah. like hit, they hit their superplex power bomb combination thing that they do, which mm. is really awesome. And then at this moment, when like Miller hits a power slam, and then Thorn uses. Miller getting the pin as a springboard to do a cannonball onto Birch in the corner. It was a really, really, really cool like, They hit the Thunder Valley which was reversed into a double DDT and then Lorcan has... My spot of the match, which is just, I'm just gonna start slapping you lot. <laughs> slap, 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 <laughs> slap. The mighty, are just like, oh, no, I have not enough of this. They start to slap him back. He ducks, and Thorn. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna might get this wrong here, but Miller slaps Thorn, assisted EDT, and the uh, only and um Oh
2: man, it ruled. It was really good. Loved it. I just feel sorry for the mighty, and then I they keep, keep having no, good man. matches, but they just, they just go nowhere. Like yeah. They should, they should have just been. Elevated into the picture for the tag titles at some yeah. point. Like, just in that sort of throwaway, at least in just the throwaway way that Birch and Lorcan were, like down the line. Like, you know, they, the only reason they're getting this push now as, like, a really amazing tag team is because they had that one match. Yeah. And that was built off the back of not really very much in terms of NXT storytelling, considering, like, how long they spent on Johnny Gargano. <laughs> like, yeah. how long we've got, to, how long we've spent on him just to get here. They had, like, three weeks of being like, oh, well, we don't like each other. And then they were like, now we're a tag team. And then they were like, <laughs> Title shot. <laughs> that was it. It was just it was just on the boards just, in the, of the office for stuff. So you know,
1: I, I thought I loved this. I mean, we've had a pretty good week of, of main events on on mm. TV because you had like the TLC match on Monday. You had the Asuka Charlotte Flair match on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But this might be my favorite WWE match of the week. It's so much fun. <laughs> I bloody loved it. I absolutely loved it. More of that. A five minute firecracker oh god it was awesome uh, they did a recap of the uh, Champa and uh, Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano angle from last week mm-hmm. the main events of last week's show announcing that the steel cage match that was set up in that angle will take place next week boom so from what I can gather because a few people sent this across to me they're not probably not going to show all of the uh, assembly of the cage because it took them a heck of a lot of time to assemble it did it yeah yeah well usually when you do it in Royal oh, Smackdown, you've down. lost the instructions yeah because you just lower it down yeah, from the ceiling. you actually you, put you, it up yeah. exactly yeah you haven't got that option no. uh, full so you got to go down there with so, all the bits and pieces. I just like opening set. with that, maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then just editing it to be the end of the show. Could be. Yeah, like you do that match, and then later on you film an angle where it's like, we're going to set up a steel cage match. Mm. Wink. Wink yeah. to the audience. Play along, lads. Nodging, nudge. I, um, when I was at the Rev Pro tapings, mm. uh, Cole Cabana won his match, and then his microphone wouldn't work because he was meant to do an in ring promo afterwards, and his mic wouldn't work, and he was like, bub, 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 this doesn't work. So then the ring announcer gave him his microphone. Bub, 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 that didn't work either. <laughs> And so they were just sort of like, uh, blah, blah. finally, they managed to get another microphone out there. And Coca Manager goes, "All right, guys, magic of editing. Let's all pretend I just won the match again." <laughs> <laughs> and he whips the crowd, and the crowd reacted so louder the second time because <laughs> we were all pretending. Everyone was like, "Hooray!" Coca was like, "Oh god." thank you so much thank you so much. Oh, goodness <laughs> it was so good. the one thing he's
2: forgotten there is that you can underlay sound in an edit as well so they could didn't have to do anything
1: <laughs> sweeten that <them. laughs> Sweeten them get that nap and uh anyway uh, johnny gargano then cuts a cell phone promo similar to the one that he did uh, a few weeks back well in the lead up to uh takeover war games and he says that uh, alistair black cannot absolve him of his sins because he never sinned in the first place Lovely line. Mm, he did nothing great. wrong. It was yeah. all for the greater good. The greater good. And uh, yeah, he said that Black tried to stop him from reading the world of Champer. And he says, Now, Alistair Black's just in my way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to beat him up in a steel cage. And he's, he's next to this guardrail. And so he neatly kneels down next to the guardrail. So then it looks like he's in a cage. Amazing. Oh, Mise en scène. This was bloody <laughs> lovely. This <laughs> was very nice. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, we've got another video package for Dai Djokovic. He's going to be debuting next week. Or re-debuting, I suppose, because he's already been on TV. Uh, And then we've got a segment with um, Shafir, Duke, and Basler with Kathy Kelly, the Angel, the Angel. And uh, Basler says that it doesn't matter who wins the four-way; that it's going to be the number one contendership four-way because they're just going to get beat anyway. So, Mm -hmm. what's the point? Good point. Uh, and then Shafir and Doug laughed off the challenge that EO and Kai made. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. They want a match. <laughs> heel, heel, heal. Heel heel, 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 heel. Heel, 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 laugh. Heel, laugh, he'll laugh. Like the Muppets. Heel. We're going to walk away. <laughs> 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 We're just going to walk away now. <laughs> 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 Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Um We went to go see the Muppet Christmas Carol the other day when you didn't go because, bar humbug, Christmas. If I had a bloody lovely time. Uh, and Regal then announced that due to... <laughs> due to... The uh, win that she got on a live event, Lacey Evans has also qualified for the four-way um, for the number one contendership to the Women's Championship. So we currently got Bianca Belair, who won a match in a house show, mm-hmm. and Lacey Evans, who also won a match in a house show. And then we had a match between Mia Yim and Reyna Gonzalez, um, f- she of the first round of the Mae Young Classic two fame, mm-hmm. um, for the, uh, another one of those spots. And wonder how that's going to go. Yeah, well, I mean, pfft. I okay, so I didn't think this was much of a match. And I mm, really feel no. like, I really feel like I'm going to get labeled as someone who doesn't like Mia Yim. Because ever since she's come into NXT, all I've done is say, I didn't like that segment. She's not,
2: but she's not faced off against anyone worth lying know, home and about. She's
1: really good. But
2: that's she's the thing, great. but she's you great. Know, I, I, you know, squashing people doesn't really. I don't, you know, even. Yeah, squashing people doesn't actually show that you're good. Yeah. Squashing people just shows that you've got three moves that might look I and mean, unless your move is Ricochet's six thirty. Yeah. That doesn't really show much anyway. Like, you know, there's there's cool moves and then there's I do three things and then you fall down and I win.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I, I don't want to come across like I'm being negative on Mia Young because I really do like Mia Young. Mm. It's just I don't think she's had a great run in NXT thus far. But then again, she's not been given the opportunity mm. to have a great run. No. I also I, I think it was on a Patreon podcast. I did say that her first round match in the May Young Classic against Siena was god-awful because it was <laughs> bloody terrible.
2: I just thought this was like, it, I felt also that uh, Rena Gonzalez feels like a bit of a joke. Like She comes out with this She comes out with a cowbell on a rope uh, Assless chaps um, <laughs> Yeah she does come out They're like, not assless chaps No, They're jeans that she's cut the middle out of
1: Yeah she comes out basically looking like Stan Hansen <laughs> like, And I think that's what she's going for She's like Stan Hansen or Blackjack Mulligan Or you know something along these lines And she's got a cowbell Maura Ronaldo says like I've always said that NXT needs more cowbell mm. And thank god here we are Because she like, swings that cowbell around She's got fire She's, yeah. she's massively into this. She's a big old Texan. She's about 12 foot tall. Mm. She towers over everyone, but she's... I've seen her in two matches thus far, and I've not been impressed with either. No. this And I thought this was... Yeah, and, and
2: some of this was sloppy from me, as well, I would and, it's, say. and it's an edited show. Yeah. I just... Yeah, it was a bit just... Let's just have, it should have just, This should have been a, a literal squash match Yeah And
1: should have been Less back and forth Than it was for a bit And then, Even though when you went What five minutes was it And it's also Of the three people That have qualified for this Number one contendership match This is the only one We've seen on TV mm. Because Bianca Belez Was on a live show That we didn't see And Lacey Evans Was on a live mm. show That we didn't see either But this one They thought Gotta televise this one Gotta televise that one
2: Still telling the Mia Yim story that's Absolutely why.
1: Eat defeat Mia Yim won So she's in With a role. really
2: long But at the end Of a really long And slow Flurry yeah. Of blows Yeah
1: it was weird. Yeah, don't want to sound too down on it. Um, Alistair Black then cut a smoky promo, a bit like that beer. Uh, and people are asking him how he feels about this cage match. And then he just sort of turns to the camera and is like, I don't feel anything. I just don't feel anything. I just, I've got something I need to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Gargano is far from redemption. He will fade to black. Good promo from Alistair Black.
2: His only option is Annihilation, was one of the things that Alistair Black said. Mortal
1: Kombat In- Annihilation. Intense absolutely it was intense Uh, good promo to end off uh, our review so I suppose let's end on a high Um, decent episode of NXT though I enjoyed myself yeah it was very fun yeah and
2: it felt like it it moved things slowly Like I I mean obviously as soon as you mention that there's going to be a steel cage match between Alice the Black and Johnny Gargano next week. I'm kind of like yeah, it next week, here
1: Yeah. Oh, not only that, we also got the in-ring debut of Maureen Shafir and Jessamine Duke on NXT mm-hmm. TV, and Dijokovic re-debuting in NXT. Like, so next week, it's a stacked show. Yeah. Really stacked show. So very much looking forward to that. I'm really, really stoked for it. Actually, yeah. I thought it was a, a fun episode of NXT. Um, my only request now of NXT to take me into the new year, or maybe like as a little, here's your New Year's trick. Here's to ease you back into the office life because we're mm. going to have to come back into january third here's the easy back in january 3rd, I'm january third i 'm back in <laughs> before then <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah do you do New Year's Day uh, no I'm not doing new Year's day yeah, you' doing do I'm doing
2: after Christmas though between then and new year
1: oh yeah no I'm because yeah, i 'm doing Christmas Eve um but yeah, all I want is like to welcome me back into 2019. Mm-hmm. I want an hour-long match between Only Larkin and Danny Burch and the Mighty. That's that's oh, what I'm after. Oh, Let's have that. Just give me a whole like the whole episode of NXT mm. is just these four lads slapping the s out of each other. <laughs> yes, please.
2: What mate. about a slaps only match?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get you
2: get disqualified if you do anything but slaps. Oh no,
1: but then you miss out on all of their flippity doos. Uh, and yeah. I do like the flippity doos from mm. the Mighty. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see. That's what I'm after. So that that could be my early Christmas present, guys. So let's start with that uh, email I referenced earlier that I teased earlier. Uh, unfortunately, people had to suffer us talking about NXT for a good forty yeah, before minutes we before got we to get to the board there. games. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what we're all here for—the crux of the show.
1: Really, it is. Hello, Luke and Laurie. Because you both seem so—no, uh, be- I'll try that again. Because you both seem to be connoisseurs of board games, may I suggest Shadows in the Forest? It's mm-hmm. basically uh, a hide and seek board game played in the dark. It's the best way I can describe it. What? Yeah, Meh. But how do you see the board? Well, that's it. Is it like are you in the dark or is the game in the what? I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna do a YouTube search of it when we get back to the office. Uh, also, Luke, I once asked you on Twitter if you were a Magic: The Gathering fan. I am not. You said no. Yes, I did. But I suggested trying Commander format, and you said you'd think about it. Did you ever give it a shot? Also, Laurie, do you ever play Magic? No, I
2: don't play Magic. Uh, I did play uh, Yu-Gi-Oh when I was younger. Uh, I got into that big time after having watched the anime Heart of the Cards and all that stuff Uh, I did play Hearthstone for a while when that first came out and then I realised how much of a money sink (laughs) that would be (laughs) apparently to stay competitive it's like 200 quid or something every few months like it's it's bafflingly like Regular their content updates and it's almost annoying. Yeah. Now it's like normally with a game you're like, oh great new content. With this one it's like, oh that's cost.
1: Yes. Oh so much cost. What was the one you recommended to me yesterday? So the one I
2: recommended yesterday, and this is a by the guy who did Magic Richard something. Mm. Uh, it's called Keyforge, and it that's is the one, yes. a uh, yeah. So it is a unique uh, card game in the sense that every single deck of the game is random. Uh, it's like there's an algorithm that creates the decks yeah. and then packages them, uh, but they're all unique. So no one will have the same deck as someone else. You can't buy booster packs to get new cards. You can't create your own deck by theory crafting it or whatever you want to do. Mm. The only way you can play is with the deck
1: that you have bought. And it's an interesting concept which I quite like because like the, the booster pack concept. Why I like Star Realms so much because Star Realms isn't a game that's based on booster packs mm. or anything like that. You essentially buy the game and then you've got the game. um but I suppose it's probably why Star Wars does make a lot of money. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's you, and then your point that makes you like if you buy a deck and then it turns out you don't like that deck, you just have to buy a brand new. You deck. You buy a brand new deck. Yeah, so, yeah. The cost is slightly
2: bigger, but you obviously you spend ten quid and you have got something that's playable. Yeah, usually
1: I would be tempted by it. I think
2: I would be. So there's so there's a, there's a starter pack that I saw that was like forty quid. Or yeah, something, forty quid. And you get, one and you get two there. two uh, decks that are meant to be played in like a. Uh, practice game mm-hmm. that are I think are the same in every starter pack, and then there's two unique decks in there as well. Oh, so, very nice. That's cool. Yeah, it seems it seems interesting. I was watching some reviews of it last night. it Seems like a game that um, I would like. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel because I'm like I'm not very the thing I'm not actually very good at in card games is building a deck. So mm. like Smash Up suits me perfectly. Keyforge sounds like it suits me perfectly because if someone has already done it yeah. or a computer has done it, and I just have to work with what I've got. I'm usually fine with that. I'm just really bad at going, like, what's the optimum, like, min-maxing your deck to be like, this is the most efficient way to get through all these cards and do this
1: thing star realms would wind you up a tree because it's it's all about like there is like everyone has the same option of cards to get but it's all about buying cards before other people buy them to build up your own ideal Uh, deck
2: well i wouldn't mind doing it in in the game because then there's also still that point where someone takes on you're like fine and then maybe if there's a limited selection yeah there's only like like, if there's every card in the game ever i just sit there going
1: my brain hurts. Yeah, no, like. you've always got five cards in front of you. Daddy um, loves Star Arms. Anyway, let's have <laughs> a quick uh, Talk. Get Better, shall we? Um, I'm going to do this one here. From James Henderson. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I believe I've heard you were low on Get Better, so I thought I would add mine. A couple of weeks ago, I thought I heard Luke mention, mostly in passing, that he had a medical condition that he was dealing with. If I made that up, then please ignore me. But if I really did hear it, then I hope you are well, Luke. No, I do. It's it's not a, anything that needs to be worried about. Uh, I mentioned that because I also suffer from a medical condition that it happens to be pretty rare hooray for me it was called uh it is called and good luck saying this right on your first try mm-hmm. oh you're right immune thrombisotopina Throm. Uh, let's see what you can do so itp for short it's this one here thrombo uh throms mm immune thrombocytopenia that's pretty good actually thrombocytopenia yep what he said um uh, that is a fancy way of saying i have a low pal- um, uh, platelets count in my blood if you are unfamiliar with platelets they are what causes your blood to clot whenever you have low uh, platelets you are at a risk of bruising and bleeding easily difficult if you stop bleeding and uh, at a low enough count spontaneous bleeding usually from the nose but can be anywhere not a fun thought throw in extreme fatigue and you have a pretty major change in my life i was diagnosed in 2016 at the age of 30 and it was frightening just not just me me but for my wife and my son who was two at the time. After many doctor visits I find that there is no cure for this only treatment. Luckily for me uh, my counter are high enough that I do not need treatments. Well very. that is good news for you. Uh, I've just had to be careful and be monitored by my doctors multiple times a year. Uh, yeah yeah, same, same sort of boat mate. Uh, similarly the, since there was nothing I could do to raise the platelets I decided to fight the fatigue and begin exercising and I had a plan. Running, weightlifting, CrossFit—I did it all. And just a couple of weeks ago, I ran my first five K obstacle course slash mud run. It wasn't a great time, but it wasn't meant to be. Mm. If I, um, if I was to prove, I. Uh, Oh, it was just a proof I could do it. A proof of concept, if you will. And a first step to the real goal. Raising awareness for my condition. A picture is attached if you care. We do. The purple shirt is on purpose as it's the awareness colour for ITP. The goal is much bigger, one that involves television. I don't know if it will reach that goal since it's not all in my hands, but I do know that I am capable. I will keep you updated as I am able. Thank you for taking the time to read this. As a rallying crow cry for the ITP community, Plate platelets up! James from Mississippi, no Twitter yet, working on some branding ideas. And there he is there. At his run. Uh, I think it's called Terrain Racing by the look of it. Wow! Congratulations on your medal. That looks like you got there as well. Excellent stuff. Good stuff. Did they do the electric shock thing? Have you seen that uh, uh, Tough Mudder? They do those. Well, the only uh, the only way I've heard of it is when George tells us. Yeah. Uh, our Dungeon Master, because he's done he's done Tough Mudder to the point now where I was talking to him about it. He's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I've am a bit bored of it now. It was quite boring. actually It's quite bored of it. I've I've just done all of them now. I've just done all the tasks. I've
2: seen every single thing you could imagine using mud and water and just getting the dirty electric shocks and ice and whatnot
1: it's just, he's not th- actually this posh it's, <laughs> <laughs> a, it's, he's a bit he's like, pretty posh he's but pretty he ain't this po- posh <laughs> <laughs> um, so congrat- don't be mean on
2: George <laughs> no, in case he's flipping lurker. He's st- been listening this whole time. And he's he's Lars Sullivan. He's never mentioned it. <laughs> he's
1: Lars Sullivan, really. Uh, so thank you very much for your uh, emails that you've sent in. Everyone, we're going to have some jokes to round this up. Apologies if we've not got to any of your Agony Arts requests. I know some of you have sent in some Agony Arts. Um, some There was one of them I did want to point out. Uh, I won't mention their name, but they mentioned they sent me a very, very long email mm-hmm. um, about a, a, prediction, a particular uh, relationship issue that they're currently having uh, and I, was, I did read through the whole thing and i'm very very sorry about your uh your scenario we'll try and see if we can get onto the podcast but it's a very it's like it is let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven twenty seven paragraphs whoa so very unlikely we are to get that onto the podcast but we'll try and see what we can do thank you very much for your email anyway let's have some jokes to brighten up the mood before we get out of here um not that one um <laughs> let's see um ooh, uh why do girl ants sink in water I don't know because they're not boy ants enough <laughs> uh, Brought a dog from a blacksmith as soon as I got it home it made a bolt for the door <laughs> Those are both from uh, Christopher, a.k.a. Leroy Jenkins. Um, Connor has sent in this email. Let's see if it's okay to read. It seems to be. Uh, I went to the bar the other day and asked the bartender for the Wi Fi password. He said, You'd have to buy a drink first. So I was like, All right, I'll have a Coke, please. He said, Is Pepsi okay? I said, It'll do. How much? £2.50 came his reply. A little steep, but I needed the password, so I paid. So what's the password, I asked? You need to buy a drink first. No spaces, all lowercase. Oh. That is a bad joke. That's a bloody awful joke. Um, Jaron Walker sends in, did you hear about the kidnapping? He woke up. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to save that one because I'm going to give that to uh, Ollie on tomorrow's show as well because I think that's a very good joke. Anyway, thank you so much for all of your correspondence. Luke at rustletalk.com if you want to get in touch. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow, the three of us. Fingers crossed. We've got a couple of technical issues that may stop us doing that, but we're trying to work around no him. sound is this. issue <laughs> yeah or not enough sound oh, yeah, yeah we we'll have to like share headsets between us but anyway we're going to try and have all three of us uh, back here tomorrow for tlc predictions obviously tying into wrestle league whoa which is all important <laughs> oh, and God. worth keeping up with um, so thank you very much for listening we will see you tomorrow take care i love you goodbye Bye.